Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the horror cast. This is a rotten round table episode number 75. That's right. Number 75. We're inching ever so close to the 100 episode mark. Really excited about tonight. Got a lot of things to uh, talk about. Got some news, got some mark your calendars. What is coming up for you to watch uh, in March? And then we're going to go around that rotten round table and talk about what we've been watching. I'm one of your hosts tonight, Mark Nato, and uh, got two other hosts tonight. Let's bring them on in. Uh, Taminator, as always, what's up? Hey, Mark Nato. Um, happy to be here. I can't believe 75. That is just crazy. But um, happy to be here and happy to be part of this little OG group we got going tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we got a little special guest tonight. Uh, uh, he was part of the horror cast for quite a while, and he even guested, I believe, on episode number three and maybe number four. Or five. I don't know what it is, but uh, we're bringing him back for our conversation tonight. What's up, Captain Creepy? Yes, back from the dead. And yes, a lot of people call me special, so uh, we'll just keep rolling with that theme. You How's are, everybody doing? <laughs> you are extra special. Isn't he, Tammy? Oh, uh, the specialist. I'm, I'm, fe- I'm feeling special. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> Can you feel Can you the love? <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get right into it because, you know, what, what are we? What are we? Come on. Special. Oh, no. Well, that's you. We're all killer, no filler. Okay? Oh, that's right. That's so right. we're not going to talk about my trip to the dentist or any of that. We're right. going to get right into right. the horror news. The news. All right. We just got a few pieces of uh, news. I wanted to just say real quick, I'm not a big collector of toys or anything uh like horror toys uh, statues and stuff I, I think i'd like to be but they're really expensive the ones that i yeah. want and <laughs> my kids uh, i still have a nine-year-old and let, let me let me just say he'd be freaked out if he came down to my basement and there was just like freddie and jason and michael and stuff all over the place so i'll probably have to wait to do that stuff until uh he's you know, old enough to not be scared out of his mind. Uh, but I know uh, one of our OG guys, uh, Walshy, he is a huge, huge collector. He's got a room of all things horror. Uh, if you've never seen it, uh, listeners, you check him out on Facebook. Ask him to, to send you some pictures. Uh, this guy has so much stuff that it, it, it's crazy. And um, uh, there was something going on. It was a Comic-Con or something 
was going on up in New York City. I, I, I apologize for not knowing uh, right off the top of my head. But uh, there were some, several different toy makers, and Trick or Treat Studios is one that uh, that I follow. And did you see this at all on Facebook? What they came out with? Mm-mm. They came out with these twelve-inch uh, figures. Normally, the figures that you collect are, you know, they're like yeah. five six inches. They're like little, um, like action figures. Yeah, size. little action yeah. figures. These are things. You to say Michael. Oh, the Halloween gosh. one. They're they're huge. Well, they're they've got. Um, I thought I saw Hard Gal Susan had something posted about. She that. might have. She well, might it, have. And it's like a certain series. I don't know if it's from the original they, or is it? They've from- got one Halloween one with. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's uh-huh. got. He's standing on the steps, and of course, you can take the the figure off. Oh, okay. steps. Oh. Uh, you put the, the figure onto the steps. You know, it's basically him standing at the top of the steps after Laurie has fallen down the steps. Right. Uh, that pose. Uh, you can take um, the hand off and there's two different knives. There's a butcher knife and there's one with blood on it. Um, there's like the, the, the pumpkin from the beginning credits. They've got that sitting there. It looks exactly like it. Um, and then, and then get this. It comes with the sheet and the glasses for no. him. When, yes. <laughs> when he does the prank uh, and, and he yeah. got the sheet on him. And the gla- I'm like. Scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I need this because it is so cool. And it's and it's big. You know, it, it's, it's, it's 12 inches. It's a big, very well-made uh, figure. Uh, All I right. What's the price? That's today? what I was just getting ready to ask myself. Yeah, uh, what's I the think, retail? I think I heard they're going to retail for something like one twenty. Oh, which I'm telling you is not that bad because Walshy has, uh, I think it's a little bit bigger, but he has a similar type of figure, uh, Jason Voorhees. Um, and I, I think he paid f- three, 400 bucks for that thing. Dang. But, uh, yeah, it, it looks cool. And then they came out with um, the same uh, same people, Trick or Treat Studios, that came out with a 12-inch Art the Clown, which I'm not a huge fan of Art the Clown, but if you're a Art the Clown, uh, I think he looks cool. You know, I don't necessarily like the movies because I, I don't think there's much to them, but, like, the, the actual character of Art the Clown looks pretty creepy. Uh, and if you don't know, that's the, the main killer from Terrifier. And, uh, yeah, so I think they've got that. They've got, um, two or three different Michael Myers. They've got part four and maybe, I don't know if they have part five out yet, but they're, they're supposed to be coming out with every part. So you could eventually have, you know, a a big, a big, um, collection of, uh, but man, I might have to, might have to ask for uh, one of those for Christmas. Cause I was going to say, I know what somebody's getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It looks, it really looks awesome. If you haven't seen it, listeners, uh, just look it up. Trick or treat studios, uh, 12 inch figures unveiled and, uh, man, really, really, really cool. If you're a collector, uh, second part piece of news. This is, I know Taminator, you're going to love this news. All right. Nick cage, uh, <laughs> your fate, your favorite actor of all time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Did you see some stills? I don't know if the trailer hasn't come out yet, but a still came out for his new movie. It's called Wally's Wonderland. Okay. 
Okay. And do you do, are you excited about it yet? So far, yes. Wally's Wonderland. Yeah, I'm uh, searching right now as you talk. Okay, it's about him in an amusement park yes, that goes is. haywire and like the animatronic. Uh, you know, it, did you ever see the Banana Splits movie? Yes. I, I'm gonna think it's like that. You know, the animatronic uh, characters and stuff start attacking or whatever. So Wally's Wonderland or whatever. I mean, I think it's going to be over the top goofy and fun and bloody. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it says here it's going to be an all-out fight for survival against a wave of demonic animatronics. Yeah. I mean, come on. I I will be checking it out, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you – did you ever get – Tammy, you you don't live close to us, but you ever been to King's Dominion? No. Yeah, I know I know Keith has. King's Dominion, it's just like a, a big theme park, like Six Flags, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's just a perfect setting for, for something like this, <laughs> you know. Uh, or or Disney World or Disneyland. It'll be awesome if all of the all of the uh, characters just kind yeah, of I'm surprised it. that they haven't done more movies about that. That subject is just right for the picking. It is. It is. So uh, I, I think that Nick Cage's over the top acting will be just perfect. It might be well placed there. Yes, it might be. Mm-hmm. It might be. Um, and then we've got um, news about Robert Eggers. Uh, the director, writer of The Witch and The Lighthouse, his newest project. Uh, I know um, there for a while we kept hearing about he was supposed to be doing the remake of Nosferatu, which I wish he would just go ahead and do, but that seems like that's not on the table anymore, or if it is, it's just kind of like on the back burner. It says... um, the Witch and Lighthouse director Robert Eggers is set to direct The Northman, a Viking revenge film. <laughs> uh, the pick is described as a Viking revenge saga set in Iceland at the turn of the 10th century. So get the cast. Are you ready for the cast? I am ready. Um, uh, Willem Dafoe is back. Okay. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Hmm. Alexander and Bill Skarsgård, mm. Anya Taylor-Joy is back. Uh, so that's an incredible cast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and, and I think that'll, I know Vin is like really <laughs> excited about this because he is a Vikings, Viking kind of guy. He loves those type of movies yeah. and that kind of um, mythology and all of that. So, uh, yeah. And it says it's a bigger movie than the other two. I can say it's a Viking revenge movie, and we're shooting in Europe. It's dark and unusually violent. So, oh, I love revenge movies, so I'm yeah. definitely on board for that. And it says that it's almost like a the ending of like a spiritual trilogy of sorts, which okay. means to me with The Witch, The Lighthouse, and The Northman, I think what you're going to see is this is probably going to be another um, – black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course it's a period piece. And then I think after that, we might see him branch out and do some other things. Like, I don't know if every movie he's ever going to make is going to be black and white in a period yeah. piece. I don't know. Might be well, just he does it very well. So he does, he does. So, um, uh, just put that, uh, on your radar. So, uh, the, the Northman. 
the Northmen. Um, South by Southwest is getting ready to kick off uh, here in March. And I did want to um, just go through and I want to, I want to give people a, a, a list of, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I feel like I feel like Sesame Street. One, two, three, four, five, five six, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, eight, nine, ten, seven, eleven, twelve. You know what, Keith? I'm here. Sorry for the delay. Uh, oh, no, not really. <laughs> okay, you just missed a huge opportunity there for a sing along. You were you were a reading reader. Uh, no, but I was. You remember picture pages? I think I asked you that before. Wasn't that like on Electric Company or something like that? I, all I remember from the Electric Company is Spider Man. Uh, yeah, I remember Spider Man, but yeah, I picture thought pages I was on um, Captain Kangaroo, I think. Oh, was it? Ah, there you go. I'm, see. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the one you guys. He freaked me out with that bowl haircut. Anyway, <laughs> speaking about speaking about like children's characters, that would be a good horror movie. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. It's, All right, I'm going to just throw out a bunch of uh, names of films that are going to be playing at the South by Southwest uh, Film Festival in Austin, Texas in March. Um, I, I say this not to say, you know, that these are going to be readily available. They're just things to put on your radar. Uh, one is called Witch Hunt. And I'm going to give you a little synopsis. In a modern America where witches are real and witchcraft is illegal, a sheltered teen must face her own demons and prejudices as she helps two young witches avoid law enforcement and cross the southern border to asylum in Mexico. Ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And yeah. I wanted to highlight some of these as well because there's a lot of them that are women directors. And we are in February, which is... Um, the women in horror month. Yeah. And, uh, this is, uh, directed by, I don't know if it's L or Ellie, but L uh, Callahan is the director. And, uh, that, that just sounds pretty daggone cool to me. Mm -hmm. Again, it's called witch hunt. Uh, next is one called run sweetheart run, uh, blind date turns violent. And the woman has to get home on foot through Los Angeles as she's pursued by her date. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Directed by Shanna Festi. So another uh, woman. This is a uh, um, Blumhouse thing produced by Jason Blum. So that one will probably, uh, I think this was screened at, um, I don't know, what was that other one? The other, was it Sundance? Mm -hmm. And after it screened at Sundance, I think Blumhouse snapped it up. So that's Run Heart, Run Sweetheart, Run. Um, here's one. This, this looks pretty cool. Uh, it's called PG psycho Gorman, <laughs> uh, siblings, Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord who's been entombed beneath their backyard. The creature longs to destroy the universe, but thanks to their possession of a magical amulet amulet, the kids force it to be their new best friend. As the monster reluctantly obeys the childish whims, his magical powers draw the attention of interstellar friends and fiends from across the cosmos. Soon, a rogue gallery of galactic combatants converge on the strange realm of small-town suburbia. An absurdist battle of Saturday morning television-inspired action, outrageous comedy, and freaky comic book violence ensues. 
That sounds like something straight out of the eighties, doesn't it? It it really it reminded me of Monster Squad. Yep. You know, and, and the picture, uh, you, just look it up. Okay. E.G. Psycho Gorman, the picture of the uh, uh, the alien there is is pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah, that keep your eye out for that. Um, here's one, Dimbanger. Yeah, I don't I don't know. D E M Banger, Dimbanger. Uh, uh, this semester, it's no longer a game. Teen horror is back with a vengeance in this edgy slasher for the social media generation. Wilton University students are caught in the midst of a brewing scandal after an insidious online game has taken one step too far. Chaos ensues when a star athlete is brutally murdered in his fraternity. Grasping for answers, his tenacious sister is forced to face her own denial over the reasons behind his murder. The clock ticks as a masked killer continues picking off students all across campus. There you go. So a slasher, I'm all about it. I'm yeah. all about it, especially if it's done well. Um, yeah. There's a lot of slashers nowadays, uh, uh, but they're almost all like B-movie indie slashers. There's not many slashers that are going to the big screen so Mm -hmm. um one is called the silencing um this is kind of like a backwoods he's out in the wilderness i don't even want to um go this is a big long um um, synopsis and i'm not going to go into it but it's basically a a wilderness survival type film um yeah here's one called yummy (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this looks like um, it, it's from Belgium and a young couple travels to a shabby Eastern European hospital for cheap plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> the young woman wants a breast reduction. Hey, Keith, <laughs> what's up? Uh, her mother comes along for yet another facelift. Wandering through an abandoned ward, the boyfriend stumbles upon a young woman gagged and strapped to an operating table. She is the result of experimental rejuvenation treatment. He frees her, but does not realize he just caused the outbreak of a virus that will change doctors, patients, and his mother-in-law into bloodthirsty zombies. So we've got promising. Yeah, we've got and and the picture looks really good. Looks like uh, good practical effects. Um, Here's one relic. This is another um, female director, Natalie Erica James. When Edna, the elderly and widowed matriarch of the family, goes missing, her daughter Kay and granddaughter Sam travel to their remote family home to find her. Soon after her return, they start to discover a sinister presence haunting the house and taking control of Edna. So this is kind of like a haunted house type movie. And this is from um, Australia. Australia. A couple more to go here. Uh, The Toll this this looks awesome to me. I mean, the the picture looks awesome. Just um, looks like cultish, like people with bags on their head. I love it. It's one a.m. and exhausted Cammy orders a rideshare at the airport. Her driver is Spencer, awkward and unsettling. Her destination, her dad's place in the middle of nowhere. Cammy grows increasingly suspicious of Spencer's odd behavior. The fear gives way to full-blown terror when their car breaks down on a secluded road, and they both realize they're not alone. Suddenly, the car comes under attack. A rock smashes through the windshield attached to that is a message that warns the visitors that they must pay the toll. 
Cammie and Spencer realize it's a supernatural force haunting them, the Toll Man, pitting these two strangers against one another until they discover that for their survival, one of them has to die. There you go. Uh, and let me see. What, we got two more. Two more. No, actually three more. Uh, Lucky. This is another female director, director Natasha Kermani. Uh, it's from the U.S. Lucky follows May, a self-help book author with all the answers, who suddenly finds herself stalked by a threatening but elusive masked man and caught in a struggle to get help from the people around her and maintain control over her life. So it sounds a little bit like a, a slasher, but more like a... Because if he's only stalking her, is it really a slasher? No, not really. <laughs> uh, the Vigil. This is one that I've heard a lot about. And I really want to see uh, badly. Uh, st- steeped in ancient lore and demonology, The Vigil is a supernatural horror film set over the course of a single evening in Brooklyn's Hasidic Borough Park neighborhood. Uh, low on funds and having recently left his uh, religious community, a man reluctantly accepts an offer to take on the responsibility of an overnight shomer, fulfilling the Jewish practice of watching over the body of a deceased community member. Oh. Uh, shortly after arriving in the recently departed's dilapidated house to sit the vigil, the man begins to realize that something is very, very wrong. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds awesome, and yeah. there's not there's not enough um, horror based around the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite possession films is called The Possession. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Did you see it? It's familiar to me. No. You need to go watch it. I mean, it it was just from like maybe ten years ago. Um, um, For some reason, I thought I had that like in a three pack collection. It was like The Possession, Sinister, and yes, probably. Ca- Cabin in the woods, maybe. Probably. Okay, it does not. Look, it doesn't look familiar to me, but I'm writing it down. Watch it. Watch it. it it's uh, the uh, the girl goes to um, like a yard sale, and she picks up this this box, like a like Jewish a box. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she and it possesses her. The demon inside of it possesses her, and like the Jewish rabbi is the one that is um, doing the uh, the exorcism. And it's play. You, do you ever have you ever heard of the um, the Jewish rapper Matis Yahu? Yeah, that's right. He was in it, yeah, right? He's in it. He's saw, the priest. I, I saw that, but I can't remember much about it. I have to I go back and picture. rewatch that one. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the that. father. It's it's a really good possession film. Yeah. I'm a sucker for possession films. Now, now that you said that with uh, Matis Yahu, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Matis Yahu. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yep. So anyway, those are the things that are on my radar for South by Southwest. What what really upsets me a lot of times is some of these movies won't come out for two years. Yeah. That really ticks me off. But I like to see, you know, Blumhouse and stuff come in there and snap up these movies because that means that they'll probably get a, a release sooner rather than later. So just jot those down. Um, and those Those could be some of the better movies coming out over the next year, year and a half. So... Alrighty then. All right. That was the news feed, and we're gonna get right into. And it's mark your calendars time for the month of March. Now, I am already up to 106 new release horror films watched 
in 2020. Um, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I'm on a, I'm on a record pace. That's more than one a day. Oh, I'm on a record pace. <laughs> my, my wife and um, younger son had the flu this past week. They mm-hmm. still have it, actually. They're, I mean, they're on the road to recovery, but they're still not back in school and work yet. So, therefore, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was the caretaker. Okay, so everyone was kind of just like chilling out in bed, taking their medicine. What do you think Mark Nato was doing? Forcing them to watch horror movies? Oh, no. They were <laughs> they were asleep. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I knocked them out with, uh, you know, their, their Tamiflu or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just watched. Uh, I mean, I might have watched six horror movies on, on Saturday alone. But uh, I love it. Oh, hi, <laughs> so. Yes. So, all right. So March, the reason I say that is because people are always asking me, where are you finding these movies? I'm, I'm only at three. I'm only at four. I don't even know that these movies are coming out. You know, you just got to search and there's really no really one good, you know, source that you can go to. You've got to go to all kinds of different pages. So what I'm going to do is, uh, we've had some listeners ask me, um, could you please put this in like a written form so that I don't have to try to write things down while I'm driving and cause wrecks? Uh, because a lot of people listen to the podcast when they're driving, and I understand that it's hard to jot things down. So uh, on the day that this is released, so almost every time we're here tonight recording, it's February 25th, right? Right. February 25th, this will be released tomorrow morning, the 26th. So what I will do is on my Facebook page and on the HorrorCast group page, along with this being released, I will post uh, every month, I will post the mark your calendars for the next month. So everything will be written down and you know what's coming up. All right. So I'm just going to go through this as quickly as possible, um, starting with March Third, March third. We're going. Um, there's nothing coming out on March third at the at the the theaters. Okay, it's all on VOD or iTunes. Um, we've got a, a movie called Dead Sound. We've got a movie called A Wakefield Project, The Dare, and I Am Fear. And then this one, I think, was screened a lot last year at festivals. And um, I'm not sure if you could have got it anywhere else, but this is like an official release. It's called Screen Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. And this is a documentary about uh, the young man who um, played the, uh, um, what was the guy's name in Nightmare on Elm Street 2? It wasn't Tommy, oh. was it? I, I forget his name. <clears throat> but that is, you know, that was a, a very... Um, homoerotic yes, movie. If you know, there was a lot of uh, uh, homosexual um, overtones in that movie, and the the lead character there is actually gay, so it, it's just kind of like his journey and uh, about with the movie and his life and all of that. Jesse so, Walsh, Mark Patton, Jesse yes, Walsh, yes. Yep. So uh, Screen Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. If you're interested in that, um. Does he address the it, like? Is he addressing that the gayness in it? Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure That'd he does. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. But I I don't know much about it. But uh, I know it's been getting some some play at festivals and such. So, 
Um, March 6th, uh, Hulu drops their newest In the Dark. Um, this one is for St. Patty's Day. And it's Leprechaun called, 20? It's, no, it's called Crawlers. <laughs> Crawlers. That's all I know about it. There's I got to get caught lot. up. I still haven't watched the Valentine's Day one yet. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It was it was decent. Um, it wasn't any. Uh, what was the um, what was the one for December? That was a good one. Um, I remember the Thanksgiving one, and then well, oh, I didn't love that one as much, but Jerry liked it. Um, yeah, about the couple who would or they the two couples that were buying to get the promotion at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it was called, but yeah. So also on March sixth, uh, this is um, uh, all VOD. We've got uh, we've got beneath us uh, is getting a, a re-release or a limited release. This is a movie that came out already, and I'm not sure why it's on the list. Um, the only thing I can think of is it's just kind of like a timely thing. This is a, a movie about like um, immigration and uh, mistreatment of of immigrants and and people uh, hunting immigrants. So maybe have they you saw, seen it? Uh, I think I saw it two years ago. Okay. But I wasn't all that impressed, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, VOD for Swallow. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. This is um, a girl that is swallowing all kinds of really <laughs> extreme stuff like thumbtacks. and. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, okay. it, it, it looks weird. Um, the Dark Red. Here's one called Powerbomb. And this is supposed to be a limited theatrical release i think it's gonna be in like two theaters and <laughs> go to vod but some people might um want to get into this because it's uh about an obsessed wrestling fan okay okay and I know we've got some listeners that love their wrestling yes we do okay and that's okay that's okay so it's called powerbomb um there's a brazilian uh movie called a back back a back a row Back a rule or something. Um, B A C U R A U. And this is about a, um, uh, a village in Brazil that disappears from the map. What? Oh, that sounds good. Yes. And it's also being um, hailed as kind of like a genre bending type movie. So it might be a little bit of horror, it might be a little bit of sci fi, a okay. little bit of drama. And then Extraordinary is coming out in a limited theatrical run. Uh, Extraordinary is a movie from last year. came out on VOD last year. Um, it's actually a really funny movie. Um, do you remember this one? It's got I Will remember. Forte I didn't see it. it. I remember talking about it, but I yeah. didn't it. It's fun. It's got a lot of – it's it's a British film, a lot of British humor, but it, it is pretty funny, pretty well done. And I'm not sure – you know why it's coming out in a limited um, theatrical run, but I think it would be interesting to see it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the ninth of March on Shutter is a movie called Luciferina, uh, which has been available before on VOD. I think last year, but it hasn't gotten any uh, like any love or any exposure. It was just kind of lost on Amazon. So Shutter picked it up, and that will come out. Um, the tenth, uh, we've got uh, it's called Shepherd uh, and Transference, 
we've got uh, on the 12th of March, we've got the Alpha Test, which is about a killer uh, robot. Uh, it's like a household robot in the future, and it goes haywire. Uh, yep. Um, iTunes, we've got um, Becoming, Don't Speak, which um, I've already seen a screener of that. It's horrible. Uh, Exit O, PNAC, The Witch Subversion, has nothing to do with The Witch. This is kind of like an action horror movie from, I believe it's South Korea. And um, there, here's two things that are coming out on March 12th that I think you should be interested in watching. Number one is uh, The Room, and that's dropping on Shudder. Did, did I talk about The Room before? Mm, that's not saw, ringing a bell. I saw a screener of, of The Room. and um, Is this Tommy Wiseau? No, no. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. What was that? Is that, is that what is it? Yeah, such a horrible, horrible movie. This is... Um, this is a movie. I think I talked about it on a rotten round table before, but, um, this is one where these, this couple moves into this big house out in the country and they, f they find out that one of the rooms grants wishes. Hmm. Do you remember me saying anything about this? No. Um, yeah. So basically all they have to do is say, I want, you know, $500,000 and then, it appears in the corner or I want this or I want that. And it appears in the corner. Um, but there ends up being rules and they wish for something that they probably shouldn't have wished for. Yeah. And the rules take effect and it becomes horrific. It is a really good movie. It's really well made. It's that, that genre bending drama, sci-fi horror. So as soon as that comes out on the 12th, uh, on Shutter, I I recommend it because right. it'll probably be in my top of the year. Oh, yes, not my top, but in the top half. Um, and then on iTunes on the twelfth, uh, here's a movie that's probably not going to get any love. I haven't seen it yet, but Naomi Watts is in it. It's called The Wolf Hour, and this is about a um a woman who is. Is it agoraphobic when you can't leave your apartment or you yep. can't leave your, mm -hmm. she's yep. agoraphobic during the summer of Sam. Um, okay. That sounds really good. And I really like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. And this is, this is probably going to be more of a psychological thriller type of thing, but, uh, anything she's in, I'll usually watch. So the wolf hour and then, uh, the 13th of March, they're finally coming out with the hunt. Remember the hunt, mm -hmm. the big thing yep. that, you know, everyone was like, oh, you can't do that. It's, you know, it's Republicans hunting Democrats or it's Democrats, Repub you know, I, I don't know. But they decided enough time has passed and now we need this movie. So that's coming out wide on the 13th. And then also on the 13th, a limited release. Don't know when this will drop on VOD. It's called Mom, Mothers of Monsters. And this is oh. a, this is a movie about a, a woman whose son is a budding serial killer oh, uh, and how she kind of deals with it. And it looks pretty good to me. Uh, the 17th we've got on VOD by day's end limited theatrical to your last death and on iTunes nefarious and the man in the trunk. On the 20th of March, we've got, that's right, A Quiet Place Part 2, 
That's dropping wide. Uh, and then there's Ooh. a VOD comedy horror movie called Deer Skin. 24th, we got two more dates. The 24th, uh, Hunter's Moon on VOD. And on iTunes, Neverland, which is a German film. And uh, I don't know if you say Cable or Cable. C-A-B-A-L, which is kind of like Cabal. a slasher movie. I don't, Cabal, Cable. I don't know. It might be. Um, <laughs> what'd you say? Cable. Cable. <laughs> yes. You know, when I'm trying to be fancy and just, it's probably just Cable. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then the 27th, um, Vivarium with his, I think this is uh, Jesse Eisenberg is in this movie. It's a sci-fi thriller uh, slash horror. And then limited. I, I just saw, I just saw this, um, the trailer of this. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. I don't know when they're going to drop it wide, but limited release on March 27th, a two four, is dropping St. Maud. You got to watch that trailer and you got to see this movie. Oh, okay. a two four doesn't put out bad movies. I'm sorry. No, but, they don't. So uh, that's one of my most looked forward to movies of the year. And then the 31st of March, there's a movie called Carrion. C A R R I O N. Carrion. Um, and then uh, the Education of Frederick Fitzel is a horror movie that is scheduled to come out in March on a VOD, but they have not set the date yet. So I just want to throw that out there. All right. Well, that is it. All of this will be on the page, um, on my Facebook page and on the horror cast group page tomorrow. And, uh, hopefully it, it, it sheds light on movies that people didn't know was coming out. You know, I did the work for you. And I'll do the work for you every month. I'll tell you what's coming out. But I, I will you. say this. I will. You're welcome. I will Appreciate say this. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, there's still going to be movies come out that I didn't cover. It's just the way it is. Horror movies, especially indie movies, they just drop out of nowhere. Yeah. They really do. So um, I'll I'll keep updating it uh, as as we go. So. That was Mark Your Calendars. We're going to uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what we've been watching. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do Handpicked by experts. Psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires... Shutter kills Netflix on selection. Screams on demand. Shutter.com. All right, we are back. Well, we're going to go around the Rotten Round Table and talk about what we've been watching. We're going to start out with Tammy. Tammy, why don't you give me two that you've two. been watching and what, uh, you know, what you think about it? All right, so I'm going to bring one. This is probably the newest, though it's not completely new but it was new to me and this one is called braid it also is known i guess as no one leaves and i saw it described as the wildest horror movie you've never heard of which i don't know if anybody else has heard of this i hadn't oh yeah um i saw it on a list of like horror movies that you haven't watched but you should kind of thing mm -hmm. and it's very very art house and again it's not going to be for everybody buddy mm -hmm. however 
I do think it's a lot more accessible than some of the other out, art outhouse. <laughs> yeah. Art house stuff. Fart house? Uh, some people there, might say that's the same thing. I don't know. Has there been an outhouse horror movie yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's called uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, what was the go. one where... Um, the, the the kid with the jerry curl got killed in the outhouse. <laughs> you don't remember that one? Oh, yeah. uh, was that I think like it was part six. <laughs> I think no, it was part oh, five. Was it? it was part five, and he was okay. talking about the chili dogs or something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the memory. All right. So anyway, the 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 gist of this whole thing is it's about toxic female relationships. Only they take a very long roundabout way to get there, and basically, it's a story of three young women who've been friends since their childhood who kind of like do unspeakable things to each other in this mansion that one of the girls has inherited from her grandparents. So you start out and you meet two of the girls who are like drug dealers and their money that they're supposed to pay their supplier gets stolen during a raid. So they need $85,000 quickly. So they decide to go pay a visit to their third friend, their third childhood friend who is a psychotic Yep. crazy woman who uh, lives in the, like I said, in this mansion that she inherited from her grandparents and they know she's got the money, but it's going to be like, they've got to, you know, delicately deal with her while they try to figure out where this safe is. And as a carryover from their childhood, this last friend who was played by uh, Madeline Brewer, who I really like, you would know her from Cam or mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. She's kind of yep. unique looking. Not yep. in a bad way, just unique looking. Yep. Uh, so she plays this girl and who is kind of stuck, never really left this fantasy world that these girls used to act out in their childhood, which was like this constant game of doctor and house. Mm-hmm. So the girls go there and for about the first third of the movie, everything's kind of moving along. Well, then they decided to, t- to take these hallucinogenic drugs. And I'm just going to say, I don't want to give it away, but everything goes... Nothing is the same after they take those. And so it's basically from that point, you're not really sure what's real. Um, Some Mm -hmm. the body count starts to add up a little bit and you're just not sure if anything that you're seeing is actually happening. And but it's really, really beautiful cinematography. But don't you know, it's not an easy watch. Don't go into it thinking that you can just kick back and I mean. It's it gets pretty involved and crazy, but um, without giving away the ending, so it's basically them just trying to go through the house, find the safe, get their eighty five grand, yet stay in character of playing house and doctor, which becomes very involved. And this third friend, just like you can tell, she's about ready to just <laughs> go off the deep end at any minute. So right. that was braid is very very good. I really liked it, but like I said, might be a hard watch for some people. Um, second one is called Jaws of Satan, and it's actually got, this is from 1981, and it's got a couple different names, um, but it's out on IMDb as Jaws of Satan, and it actually got completely roasted on Rotten Tomatoes, on IMDb, but I'm here to tell you, I loved it, and it is completely worth your time, and basically, it is the story of Satan has come to Earth with looking to get the ultimate prize, which is a priest's soul. Mm. And, okay, so why this works is everything is practical. They're using all real snakes. Now, one of the problems is 
they're shooting these all the scenes with panes of glass between the people's and the people and the snakes. So when a snake strikes, you know, it just it really if you can understand what I'm saying, like it, there's a it can't really bite anybody because there's a pane of glass like between the actor and the snake, except they don't bother to clean the pane of glass so you can kind of see it. So you gotta <laughs> kinda you gotta like just pretend that you can't really see that. But um so yeah, so this and it almost follows the story of Jaws to a T, where snakes show up in this town and start killing people. And, you know, there's some big 4th of July celebration coming up. And so they, the medical examiner won't admit that these people are dying from snake bites. But of course, there's a doctor who knows that it's true. So she goes and gets some guy, a, a snake guy, a herpetologist to come and say, yeah, you need to like call off your 4th of July celebration because you got killer snakes in your town. And uh, there's a really excellent scene where <laughs> this snake and like, it's a like this one long shot and you watch the snake who is a real snake chase this priest through the graveyard trying to get him. <laughs> and it is, it is so good. Um, and what really works is I this looks like it was probably a cheesy TV movie or something, but the way that they do it is like, okay, so you'll see somebody go into their house and then you'll see the snake go in like a window or a door. Well, then you don't see the snake for a little bit. So you're what you're just waiting this whole time for, you know, the jump scare to come <laughs> They take like, a, and they take like a really long time to get there. So I was literally, I had my shirt pulled up over my face watching this thing. Cause I'm just waiting for the snake to jump out and bite whoever. And Strangely enough, um, on our Hammer episode, we were talking about how ridiculous it is for uh, something to be killed by the shadow of a cross. Mm -hmm. And this movie is so old that I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it and say that's strangely ultimately how they get rid of Satan is he falls into a shadow of a cross in the graveyard and the priest prevails at the end of that. So I need to watch this immediately. Oh, my for, God. First Mark. of all. First of all, it wasn't made for TV. It's rated R. Is it? Okay, I'm not surprised because it's all practical. And some of the makeup, it, the you know how people kind of turn black and blow up and they get bitten by a snake? I'm looking it's at the pictures. It's a little hard to take. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures. It's pretty It's pretty gross. And then um, somebody said uh, um, a mix of Jaws and The Exorcist. Yes, it is. <laughs> And uh, it stars a very young Christina Applegate, too. And yeah, I'm actually, I saw that. you recognize a lot of people in there. Um, Do you hear that, uh, Keith? A very young Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really young in here. She's like, well, it's like she's eight years old or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's really young. But she, does, <laughs> she does a fine job. She gets a snake bite and everything. So, But I don't know. It was just. It had no right being good, but it's really good. Yeah. It, um, it might be it one out. of those uh, so goofy it's good. I don't know. But I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Jaws of Satan. Where did you watch it? Um, I think it was on Comet, to be honest with you. Comet. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you still, if you have Sling, it's still available out there on demand. Okay. Coolness. Coolness. Jaws Mark. of Satan. Mark's a slinger, aren't you? I'm a slinger, baby. <laughs> no, I've actually uh, cut cut uh, sling. Uh oh, he cut and some premium. I, I service. cut them too. 
I, yeah. I, uh, we went to uh, YouTube TV. Oh, really? Yeah, it's forty nine bucks a month, and uh, pretty much every channel that I that I want, all my locals and everything. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And it's unlimited DVR. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Unlimited DVR. <laughs> all right, what do you got, Keith? You got one? Well, I was going to go. You know that I'm sitting here analyzing that my friend Dahmer. That's not a horror at all. You know, no, it's let's like, talk about it. Let's talk about um, it. But it, yeah, but it's like the uh, I don't know what category you would put it in, but uh, because there's no really no horror in the movie at all, even though it's you know real life horror. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's basically the this of course the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, but kind of showing you his uh, awkwardness, you know, growing up through school, kind of. Uh, what crafted him, I guess, to be, you know, the outcome uh, yeah. at the end of, uh, you know, he was just a, 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 and it's it's funny that you start to have compassion for this guy a little bit that, you know, he was, you know, picked on and, uh, you know, the, he, he did, uh, uh, you know, become like part of this crowd that they, they kind of made him like a novelty Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making them like a, uh, like a mascot or something like that, but somebody to laugh at, yeah, somebody to laugh at. I mean, they just, it, it kind of gave them the, the vehicle to, to, to act up in school. Like he did. I mean, he was like having these, these quirks that he would do in the hallway and, yeah. and, and I guess so they could act up and do that same thing. They kind of invited him into the fold of, you know, being able allowing them to do that, you know, act stupid in, in school and all that. But anyway, uh, the acting in this, this movie, I, what kind of drew me to watching it was, uh, was familiar with the actor cause he was a Disney star and, you know, watched a lot of those shows with my daughters growing up mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Austin and Allie or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact title, but any guy, the actor yeah. <clears throat> in question is Ross Lynch. And I'm telling you, this guy did a phenomenal job of, of portraying Dahmer. I mean, just the the body uh, uh, motions, the, the the physicalities of what he was doing when he was spazzing out. Yeah. I, I mean, this came out in 2017. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm just now watching it. Uh, I had mentioned it to Mark thinking this was a new movie. And he's like, nah, man, this, is, this has been out for a couple of years. Uh, <clears throat> but it's definitely worth checking out. Like I said, it's not, you know, your typical horror movie, but it's, it's in the produce section of, of horror. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I saw it, I saw it in 2017 at, at uh, a theater in Alexandria, Virginia, the Hoffman AMC Hoffman. So like, like a limited run, basically D- dude, it was playing one night. Wow. That honestly. Is limited. Wow. And, and I was up there and I, I don't know. I've always been fascinated with the serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. And, I know what you're and, saying. And what, what makes somebody the, do things like that? The mind, and, uh, the, the mentality of it. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So this, this one I saw and, and I liked the movie. It's a good, it's a well done movie. It's well acted. I'm right there with you. Um, Tammy, you're, you're going to, have you seen this movie? You know what? I started it and I didn't finish it. It's, it, it wasn't that I like hated it or anything. It just wasn't didn't hold your attention. Compl- yeah. It didn't hold my attention. Then I probably just found other stuff that it's like something I would probably go back to. Cause I'm interested in him. I lived in just outside Milwaukee when all that was going on. This is true. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah. So um, I just remember, you know, I also lived right by the Gacy thing because I grew up just outside of Chicago. Wow. And so I can remember both of those things very vividly. So I'm always, um, you know, really interested to hear about it. I just felt like the movie didn't, 
I think didn't really tell me anything I didn't already know because it's very uh, true to life. Yeah. And they call what you're thinking about, Keith. They call it doing a Dahmer, where he was. Yes, um, yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it, it was good, and I agree with everything you said. It's really well acted, and everything. It just wasn't telling me anything new. But I'm going to be on the extreme where I just yeah. like know that story inside and out. So. I think one of the yeah. interesting things was the guy that was the uh, his friend that was like an artist that was always drawing these you know doodles of them and. and uh, and I think he was supposed to intended to be a victim at the end. That's I didn't know anything about that. So that was kind of well, they, a new revelation. His first victim was the guy he picked up hitchhiking. Right. But he was supposed to. He yeah. was trying to get his friend to come inside. Yes, and and, he, and do the same yeah. thing, like yep. entice him with beer and. Yep. Uh, but he ended up picking the guy up from the concert, rock concert. Yeah. Yep. And it, and then the movie ends like before he has his first victim or whatever. Right. So it's it's really more just like that setup. You know, is, is it nature or nurture? Is it exactly you know, what was it? You know, yes, his parents were weird. You know, True. and there was especially they left the him alone. They left him alone a lot. His mom had mental issues. Good performance um, by Anne Heche, by the way. Yeah, portraying his mom. Yeah, and you know, you know, did you know, um, Tammy, that this is the guy that plays Harvey Kinkle and Sabrina? No, yeah. I do not. Same guy, same guy. Well, then he did. They did really well with the makeup job. Then yeah, they did. They did. So, but yeah, I, I would, I would recommend it if you're somebody who uh, is into you know the biography of of um, serial know, killer pe- serial killers or just you know true crime. Um, even though there's not really any really crime happening here. Yeah, no grotesque. When you know. When you know what this guy grew up and did, it, it's just a little bit interesting to see. You know, this is, um, uh, I think it's kind of behind the scenes almost. Based on a book, yeah, it's based on a book called My Friend Dahmer. The guy, um, yeah, all that yeah. guy's the artist, which he continued yeah. to be a uh, artist in real life. Yep, John John Backdurf is his name, but uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's a good one though. That's a good one. I think I think horror fans, you know. Many people would be interested in that. So, and I think it's available on Prime right now. Yeah, I think that's where I watched it. Yep. Very good. I'm going to come back to you. So don't uh, don't go nowhere. All right, my turn. Yeah. My turn. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two right now. Uh, I was blown away by the first one. Um, and it's called The Lodge. Has anybody else seen it yet? No, but I want to. Seems like I've heard that title. Yeah. Go and tell us about it, Martinado. Yeah, th- this is a movie about. Uh, um, it's so hard to, to describe. Really, it, it, it's about a family. Um, the father is like a, a psychiatrist or some sort of a doctor, and he leaves his wife, who happens to be Alicia Silverstone, um, and the two kids. Uh, there's a there's a boy. Um, his name. What's the kid's name that played um, uh, young Bill in It Chapter Two? I forget his name. It's the it's the same kid. And then a, a little girl that's probably what nine years old. And uh, he leaves them for this patient of his who was involved in a cult, a religious cult, where they had um, like a suicide pact. And she was the only one left behind in order to like spread the the gospel of what had happened there. 
and uh, really weird. <laughs> um, and I, I won't spoil it, but um, something happens, and, and the, the, the dad takes the kids and this girl up to the lodge, up to like a, uh, a cabin. Um, and then he leaves because he has to go back home to work, and he's going to leave this woman with his kids in the lodge for two days right before Christmas, because she wants to get to know them. She's going to be their new mom. You know, he's going to, she's, they're going to get married and all this. And the kids are resentful and all that. And let's just say it goes from there. And this movie is dark and heavy and sad. And it's got some twists that, you know, I, I think a lot of people seasoned horror veterans will see coming, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you see it coming because it's just so bleak and you feel so bad. You feel so bad for every single character in this movie, no matter who's doing what or who you think the villain is, you feel bad for everybody. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's the, the same directors and writers, uh, as good night, mommy. Um, if you saw that a few years ago, it's very art house, it's directed beautifully. It's acted beautifully. It's it's um, uh, shot beautifully. The score is great. Uh, right now, it's my number one movie of the year. Yeah, and, and there's even a little bit of Shining, the Shining nods, just the the isolation. You know, there's a blizzard outside. They're in the lodge. They can't go anywhere. Even the dog's name is Grady. So I, I was like, "Yep, that's a nod." Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's been in, in a limited theatrical run and then it opened wider this past week, but honestly only two or three theaters in my area were showing it. So I don't think it's going to get much of a theatrical run. You're going to probably have to wait for it on, on VOD, but as soon as it comes out on VOD, snap it up and watch it. But again, if you don't like art house movies, if you don't like, things like hereditary there were parts of it that reminded me of hereditary um those sorts of movies you probably won't care for it i I like it um and then the absolute polar opposite of that is uh, my number two movie of the year right now and that's a vfw um (laughs) did you guys see this yet no but i have a movie called that okay keith uh-huh. I know you know you're hit or miss with horror. Right. You'll love you'll love this movie. All right. You need to watch it. It's it's uh VFW, which stands for Veterans of Foreign Wars. Right. It's, it's um who is it? Um what's the guy's name from uh Don't Breathe and Steven. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was an avatar also, right? Or no. Yes. Same guy? Gosh. Yeah, I'm brain farting. But anyway, Stephen Lang. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got the Martin Cove, you know, the, the bad sensei from the karate kid. Oh, all right. It's got, um, Oh, I wish I would, it's got norm from cheers in it. It's got, George, it's got, George yeah, it's got several, several different like older characters. And basically what has happened is, is it's like this alternate reality where there's, <clears throat> there's like this drug on the street that, it's, it's, it's uh, out of control and there's gangs and, and the world that this creates is just crappy. And um, 
somebody uh, steals this drug lord's money. This girl steals not his money, but his drugs, and she runs into the VFW to hide. <laughs> and it's all these old veterans in there just drinking and BSing and you know minding their own business, and. They basically, the gang, are, are, are trying to break in and get this girl and get the drugs and kill everybody. And it's them defending themselves. And it's, oh my gosh, it's balls to the wall. It's got some great one-liners. The All the effects are practical. There's all kinds of gore and goodness in this thing. Shotgun uh, heads exploding you know, sledgehammers to, to knees. And I mean, just, just craziness. Um, and this, this could actually get a part two, uh, I would, I would say, but, um, oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. So good. Yes. Watch it. It, it was, it was such oh. a throwback to the eighties. VFW, the last blood until the next blood. Yeah. It was uh, parts of it reminded me of the warriors. Um, Assault on precinct 13 like that. Yes. Yes, just uh, Tammy, you're gonna love it. You're yeah, gonna love I can't it. wait. Yeah, and I think I think you'll like it too, Keith, because it's not like too like spooky. It's not spooky horror. It's right. just like violent. You know, think of like the most violent. If if uh, you know, an '80s action movie was actually like gory. Hmm. Yeah, it's real. It's really good. All right. Yep. So a VFW. All right, we're back to you there, uh, Tam and Nature. Okay. I went back to 2018 for my next one, and it's called Anonymous 616. Anybody seen it? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So, basically, this is... Okay, first of all, I freaking hated the main actor in this, but I really liked the movie, and his name is... Daniel DeWeldon, and I knew I had seen him before, but when I looked him up, I didn't recognize anything. But I really like this despite him being unlikable. Mm. And not just, he was unlikable in his character, and he just, I hated his face from the minute I saw him. (laughs) So basically, this is a reunion between um, two couples, which... It's that sounds wrong. So it's it the two guys in the two couples were best friends and have now kind of like brought their girlfriends slash wives to meet each other and kind of get reacquainted like they hadn't been in touch for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And they decide to all together, even though one of them has a kid in their room who is only 12, but they decide it would be a good idea to drop some hallucinogenic drugs. And so they do. And three of the four are having like this really great trip and seem to be really enjoying themselves. Well, the one guy, this, the main guy gets up, goes to the bathroom and kind of walks by like a den and sees that the keyword he sees that the computer is on and he sits down and decides to start um, just chatting with this anonymous 616 person in like Mm -hmm. a chat and immediately. And, you know, you, you, he's on some hallucinogenic drugs. So I guess he doesn't think it's strange that this person's like, Hey, I know everything about you. You could be so much more than you are. If you would just let all your inhibitions go, um, you could be like God 
mm-hmm. and kind of gives them like little mini things to try. Like kind of just go out there and say what you feel. And then it becomes go out there and do what you feel. What you know, wouldn't you love to uh, or he put he would it would like plant things in his head head like you know your friend and your wife slept together and we never really find out if these things are true or if they're not true but wouldn't it feel good to like kill him for doing that and so I don't want to give too much away but it just keeps putting more and more things in his head now that it, it's could be kind of triggering because it gets a little ra- rapey it gets a little child molesty <laughs> it gets a little mm-hmm. killy. But uh, just this voice on the computer just keeps giving him um, more and more things to do and tells him if he does these things, he will be like God. And then, of course, he wakes up the next day and let's just say that he he acted out all of his fantasies and now he decides he needs to run. And when he goes outside, he is met by, we're not sure, it could be a the real God, or he could be still, you know, hallucinating. We're not sure who kind of lets him know that, you know, all of this was all in his head. And I know that's kind of a a vague description, but I don't want to give too much away. It, aside from being really, really graphic, I really like this. It's obviously very low budget, but I still really liked it. Um, And, you know, like I said, you got to be, there's some triggering stuff in there, but I still think it was really, really good. And, yeah, I, I, I oh, remember. I remember uh, thinking that it's um, uh, was a pretty decent movie for for being low budget. You yeah. know, because and it and it's basically a one location movie. Uh, it was think I think the budget was twenty seven thousand dollars. Oh, that one surprised me at all, and it moves very quickly. Like it, it gets into it right away, and yeah. I stayed entertained definitely the whole time. It's not going to make your list of the greatest things all year but if you're you know looking for something i thought it was really worth your time yep okay and then you want me to do another one yep all right so the next one i went back to 1985 something that was kind of a blind spot for me i had never really heard of it and this is the new kids which is a horror slasher thriller you've probably seen it mark right i love this movie is it called called new kids on the chopping block (laughs) no it is not uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, it is nothing near the new kids on the block. But let me tell you this, Tammy. <laughs> I only saw this for the first time like six months ago. Really? So it, 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 it was it was not a huge hit. And and it's uh it's the, the same guy that um did Friday the thirteenth, Sean Cunningham. Oh uh, is well, you the know what director. I bet oh go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't know yeah, I think that um I bet it just started streaming not too long ago. The fact that both of us had never seen it. Like we did, this is something I would have rented in a on VHS or something. It seems oh, like yeah. I don't know how this one totally got away from me. Yeah, me either. I mean, but, I think I think I had uh, heard about it, but I was like, never really had a you know, like I was missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And when I finally watched it, I was like, man, I, this is incredible, and I love James Spader. What, oh, my what a what a douchebag in this yeah. movie. Okay, I mean, James Spader. Okay, let me set this up for you. James Spader. He's going to be in a douchebag, isn't he? What, what was the uh, what he's, was it? Uh, 16 Candle? No, uh, it was a Molly yeah, movie. Pretty in Pain. Pretty in Pain. He's pretty in pain. always right, a douchebag. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. But, but he, okay, he, in, he, in this movie, he is, what, maybe 95 pounds soaking wet, yet yeah. he plays the leader of this rough gang, and his name is Dutra, and he has this very bad southern accent. Like, I'm not quite sure. Oh, Florida is where this uh, yes. takes place. But they have, re- I mean, they have, like, all have Alabama accents and look inbred and everything else, except for James Spader. And this has quite a few horror greats in it. I mean, well, it stars Miss uh, College Admissions. Yes, uh, Lori Laughlin. And her brother, which... Wait a I minute, you're telling me that Miss Hallmark is in a horror movie? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, she and was young, and I think she was ni- 19 in this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. she's very beautiful in here, and, and it's her and her brother, so... Um, their parents are killed in a car wreck, and uh, their dad was actually um, Tom Atkins. Mr. Mustache. And yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing, Halloween doing Tom pretty, Atkins best, but he's not in there for very long. Mm-hmm. And so they're killed. So um, their uncle shows up and is like, well, come live with us. I have um, this like uh, little like a carnival, uh, almost like a fair, but it's open all the time, and it's in his yard, I think. I don't. It's on his property. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little weird. It's. I would say it reminds me of Santa's Village. I don't know if I think that was like local to where I grew up, though. It's just one of those little rinky-dink with you know lots of kitty rides and yeah. you know games and stuff like that. So he has one of those, and it's kind of going under. And so the kids who are, I'm not sure how old they're supposed to be, but look like they're like maybe 17 and 19. Her and her brother go to live there, and uh, right away, Dutra decides that he is fancy, has taken a shine on her, and of course, she won't go out with him, where I'm going to throw this out there. I think he really has a shine on the brother, and the bro- <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. so right. he, he um, you know, he's not having that, so he does the typical, like, uh, slat, or keys their car, and uh, drives his big monster truck through the little carnival thing and wrecks everything and you know it just keeps going after these kids because she won't go out with him and Mm. it you know there's the big showdown at the dance like in every 80s movie and all that and at the end it unlike the third act it takes this hard left and becomes a total slasher movie (laughs) and it was i'm not doing it any justice i don't want to give too much away i know it's old but and there's a lot of faces in there that you'll recognize, like Eric Stoltz is in there. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's, but there are also drugs and rape scenes and uh, just all kinds of things. And it just really takes a hard left at the end there. And I, it was, it's really good. I actually paid to rent this one. And for once, I didn't, wasn't mad about the $3.99 that Amazon got. So yeah, oh, yeah. it's good. If it's yeah. a blind spot, definitely watch it. If if you're a child of the '80s, you know you grew up and and you you know like those movies from the '80s. Th- if you haven't seen this, this will be like I mean it's one of my favorites now. Like it, I can't believe it? I just I, I don't know how did crap like Iron Eagle get in, <laughs> into my view and not this. Yes. I have but, a feeling it's just, I don't know, it wasn't in circulation because yeah. this, it was a total new one for me. And when I By say the way, it's a I never saw Tough Turf either. Oh. <laughs> have you ever seen that? See, I think they're, 
they're bringing yes like i have seen that one but it's been a while i don't remember when i first saw it but i watched it again not too long i want to say like last year sometime but i even apart from um all like how much you know we're 80s kids and all that i think anybody would like this it really becomes a good slasher with some good kills at the end yep yep good stuff good stuff all right Okay, I'm creepy. What you got? Give us one. All right, I'm going to throw two at you just to get them out of the way. And one was uh, going down the David Bowie rabbit hole recently that I told you about uh, and happened to come across the Hunger TV series, which saw there was the movie in 1983. And he plays a total different character from the, the one in there. So I'm kind of confused of what what that's all about. But anyway, uh, the episode that I watched was from season two, which he started as the host and he was also playing in a, an eccentric artist mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah so it's one of those i don't know just when you're randomly looking for things like that come across it just if you're a david bowie fan check it out it was just it's a weird it's a it listed as erotic horror uh supernatural that kind of genre yeah because i mean it, i mean it's a vampire Right, right. Movie, so. uh, you know, and I think it was uh, twenty-two episodes. Right, and um, no, how, did it last for two seasons? Yeah, two seasons. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he, he started in the second season. There was another guy that was doing the, the ho- he was playing the host. I guess okay. he's the, the narrator, uh, and that's kind of what he was doing. I guess double duty on this episode I was watching, and uh, so that and uh, the Dracula series on netflix that uh i heard you guys talking about a few episodes back yep and i totally agree with what you guys were saying with uh second episode really had me uh what more and then the third episode was uh what kind of direction are we going into here and uh but hoping still that there's another season of that and uh honorable mentions for the guy i'd like to see him be the next james bond yeah he's definitely got the uh the look for it oh yeah 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 i I definitely uh i need to watch that again the first two episodes i was like man this is some of my favorite stuff of you know horror um dracula stuff of all time right dracula's hit or miss and with this one they did it they did a good job yeah and then the third episode i still enjoyed it but i just wish you know without giving out the way the twist right i wish they would have maybe you know, just kind of left it normal. Right, <laughs> but right, right. That's, that's just me. Oh, this is still sitting in my queue, and ever since, like, I keep hearing about this, so I haven't watched it at all, and well, I don't know what, I mean, what's going to happen worth, to me in the third. It's worth watching, even is if it? you okay. end up, even if you end up not really liking the twist. I mean, the first two episodes are such good horror. Yeah, and I mean, the, and the the time period. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of makes you want to watch it. Yep. 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 So there you go. All right. Um, I got a couple for you here. Um, <laughs> uh, theater, theater stuff here. Did you see fantasy Island? No, it was not. That it's was, not like playing anywhere near me at all. That was a question I have for the Taminator. I know she was all gung ho about yep. it. All right. Here you go. I've seen, so many people trash this movie. Oh, this is the worst 
thing. Somebody said on the on Facebook, like this is the worst movie ever made. Are, are you? Kidding I knew me? people were going to say that. I I did. I want to see it anyway. Yeah, it, it's it's not the worst movie ever made. It's not even close. It's actually a, a pretty good movie. Um, I would say it's not very horror. It is very like um, mystery thriller, even a little bit of action in there. And kind of um, like Fantasy Island was. Yeah. Like show, right? I mean, like, yeah, it goes a little dark, darker mm-hmm. than the TV series went, but it's not like a straight out horror. And I will say this, man, the, the movie shot beautifully. The locale is awesome. The acting is good. I love me some Lucy Hale. Okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's um, okay. But she's on the, his uh, list of a uh, thousand women. <laughs> That's right. I just say that. <laughs> 2000 women. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is, is if you like the story of fantasy Island, you've got, uh, I think there's four, four people that come on and, and have these fantasies and they, we fought, I mean, how do you fit that into the movie following everybody's fantasy and they, they tie them all in together at the end. Every, every single person, like I, I, I cared about, like I was like interested in, in the story. There was no, no boring parts. You know, was I ever scared or, you know, no, it's not that kind of movie. So if you just go in and, and you're just looking for a, a good time, uh, and, and don't look at it as a horror movie. Just look at it as like, you know, a popcorn movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was very good. I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. Um, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm going to see it. Yeah. Yep. Um, next I went and saw Brahms, the boy too. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is, <laughs> I'm also, interested. this is also a good movie. It's well made. It's well shot. It's well acted. I like Katie Holmes. I like the boy. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like her. You don't? I do. No. I, I like her. Uh, and it, it goes all the way back to Dawson's Creek. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> me and me and Joey had a thing. Yeah, that's um, But I, I like the kid that that plays. Um, I forget his name. Not Brahms, but uh, the boy that finds the doll. And and some people were like, well. You know, this kind of negates the first movie or it kind of cancels out the first movie because without spoiling uh, things, the first movie, you think you're going in to like a creepy haunted doll movie. Mm -hmm. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Yeah. And and it turns out to not quite be that. Um, This one is a straight up haunted doll movie. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the doll does things, uh, the doll moves, the doll, you know, uh, it is kind of like possessing the little boy and getting him to do things. And, and, you know, the, some people said that it negates things. No, it, it doesn't really because you know, the doll could have been possessing and getting the, the guy in the first movie to do the things mm-hmm. he was doing, you know? So yeah. even though it was like a, a doll to kind of like replace their son, doesn't mean that the doll wasn't haunted, you know? So, um, how was yeah. the doll? Was the doll good? Did it look just like the first doll or? Yeah. 
No, it's. I mean, it, it might be the same doll. I don't know. It that looked, doll it, was creepy as heck. Yeah, man. yeah, still, still creepy. Um, but again, you this this time the doll moves, like not like walking around, but yeah. the eyes, the eyes, the the head turns. Ooh, uh, okay. And, and uh, there, there's one one cheesy CGI part that I didn't like. Um, but um, yeah, there there was one. One part, it's very, very subtle. Like Katie Holmes was was looking, like at like the clothes or something, and you could see hit the doll's face in the background, and just a very, very slight smirk like, <laughs> came out on the doll's face. I was like, "Oh, that's good, that's good." <laughs> a lot of people aren't even going to catch that, but yeah, it was creepy. It was creepy, and uh, so yeah. So again, it's it's probably not going to make my my you know, top ten or twenty of the year, but it, it's a it's a good popcorn horror movie, is what it is. So good. please stop saying people that uh, <laughs> this these are the worst movies ever because either they were from Blumhouse or they're PG thirteen or whatever. Just shut up! I don't want to hear it. Okay, if that's what you feel. That's fine. Go home, watch Friday the thirteenth for the seven thousandth time, and just shut up. Okay, I've I've just said it. Okay, and now everyone's gonna be mad at me. Um, and then the, here's a here's a I'm gonna give you one more, and this is like a the furthest from those two movies that you can get. Uh, this is a movie that was actually made in 2014. It's a South Korean film. Uh, some people had it on their list from last year. So it was kind of, it's kind of controversial as to whether it should be a 2020 movie or 2019 or even a 2014, because it was not available in the United States until last year. And last year you could really only get it. If you, um, searched it out and bought the Blu-ray, there was no, you know, marketing or advertising. So there's no way to know if it was even available. And then, uh, somebody said it was available digitally. Okay. So I was like really excited. This was like maybe October, November. So I found it on Vimeo for rent for three 99. I was like, Oh yeah. I finally been hearing so much about this movie. And, uh, Mr. Watson did the same thing, purchased it. No English subtitles. Oh no! What do you think? I know Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, this is the United States. I understand uh, that. You, I don't. Whatever. So I was pissed. Three ninety nine down the drain, and still hadn't seen it. Well, guess what? This movie dropped now on Tubi. Okay. Okay. So watch it immediately. It's it's from Tubi. And it's no fanfare, to be no continued. advertisement. To- Tubi is just you know free, free. Yeah. There's there's some ads in there, but it doesn't cut the movie up. You get the full movie. Um, and this is uh, it's called a record of sweet murder. It's a found footage film. It's it's this um, this Korean serial killer uh, asks his childhood friend and journalist. To come meet him, he's he's going to give her like the scoop or the inside story about why he's killed 
so many people. And he says, bring with you just yourself and a Japanese cameraman. And she says, why a Japanese cameraman? Well, you'll find out later. So they get there to this abandoned apartment building. He's in there. And then things just go from there. And and I just tell you, you're you're not gonna really know where this movie's going. There, it, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy movie, uh, and and it's it's really one of the better um, found footage movies or or movies coming out of South Korea that I've seen. So if you have Tubi, even if you don't have Tubi, people, why don't you have Tubi? Okay, <laughs> Tubi is a free app. You can deal with a few commercials. Okay, it's got. To be looking, or not to be. Yes. I was looking on there the other day, just, just scrolling, just thousands of horror movies. And, I, and this was up on that. Well, this was on there. I would not have ever known it was on there. And by the way, no, would anybody else, no, nobody, nobody was saying that this was on Tubi. Um, I think I like I like to think that I broke the news that this was on Tubi. So watch this on Tubi. You don't even have to pay for it, Dag I was say, are you getting paid by Tubi right now? No, nope. like Tubi, 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 <laughs> Okay. We're going to do our next uh, commercial for Tubi. Yep. But uh, a record of sweet murder. Please watch it. Please watch it. Mark, All this right. reminds, not to interrupt you, but this reminds me, have you heard of a movie from 2018 called Human Space, Time, and Human? No. Okay, it it's like say a, that five times fast. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, human space, time, and human. Yes, it looks like some sort of an it's some kind of an Asian slasher, and I can I also rented it and got it in some other language, whatever the language is. I'm trying to see, but it looks so good. But I can't I can't find anything like nobody's talking about, it. and it's from 2018, and I got apparently there is no English version of it yet, but it looks so good and weird and strange it's right yeah, i'm it's looking called, at it right now yeah yep. it's it's looks really really good but i can't find it in english anywhere same kind of a, a thing yeah where it's, obviously uh, it's like two years old but i don't know when we'll get it a lot of times you just kind of have to keep looking because um, start watching tubi yeah the, the foreign movies especially if like from from asia or whatever Sometimes it takes them two, three, four years to get here, but oh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, but sometimes I've been noticing that, like we had said before, Netflix has been picking up a little yeah. bit more of that foreign horror and, and hopefully it, I mean, if this means if Tubi is going to put more stuff like that on there, Hey man, Tubi would be my, uh, my streaming, my movie streaming app of choice. Yeah. If they keep doing this, because I mean, I don't understand why there's no advertising for it, you know, because this movie has been getting a whole lot of word of mouth and it was on a lot of people's best ofs uh, this past year. But see, I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And then, um, you know, even if I had seen it, mm -hmm. I would have had a hard time putting it on a list because I knew how difficult it was to get a hold of, you know, and I don't want to like put a movie no, on my list that nobody can watch. I w that's why I would have no problem calling that a 2020 yeah. movie. Yeah. 
but you know what? I, I, I really don't have an issue with anybody who says it's a 2019 movie. I, I don't have a problem with people that say it's a 2014 movie because it was made in 2014. Whatever your criteria is, good for you. That's fine. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. But definitely, Did you know uh, that uh, Tubi was founded in 2014, also. So there's a little coincidence there for you. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on Facebook when I'm talking about this stuff, people are like, "What's Tubi?" And I'm oh like, "Oh my gosh." Please download yes. Tubi. You know what? I would even pay Tubi a couple bucks to get rid of the commercials and still have a selection like they have. One thousand percent. Yeah, I would probably get rid of Netflix. Yes, yes. Yeah, if they I would said okay, we're going to drop some newer stuff every once in a while yep. and we're going to get rid of the commercials, you know, twelve bucks a month. Okay. Yep. Me because there's so much stuff on there. I, I mean, not even just horror. There's yeah, just not, yep. so much stuff. So, yep. I mean, you can get on there. You can watch the original Suspiria. Yep. You, you can watch. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna do like a little post, like the top twenty horror movies available on you on Tubi. And I was like, I don't know if I could narrow it down to twenty. I know. It, um, it's my, incredible. I have got like hundreds of movies in my queue on there. Yeah. My cue is out of control. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, who we up? Who's up? Tammy. Tammy, you're up. What you got? All right. So I'm going back to 1974 for this one because you know how I love my 70s. Mm. And this is called The Graveyard uh, for its American release. But this is also called Persecution of Sheba, Terror of Sheba. It's got a couple other names. And it's a UK Actually, it's a British psychological horror, and it was renamed The Graveyard for VHS uh, release in the United States. And this actually, uh, probably, I don't know anyone in it except Lana Turner is in it, who everyone would know. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> okay, I'll do my best to describe this, but it is it is all over the place. And basically what I would say is it reminds me of Psycho if... Uh, Mrs. Bates had lived. That's what it reminds me of. So you have this woman who is just smother mothering her son and very inappropriate relationship with him. And so she has these prize white cats. Okay. And the mother is played by Lana Turner and the little boy, I don't know who plays him, but he looks just like that kid from the Omen. Okay. And so she has these prize white cats. So she only owns one at a time, but he keeps killing them because he's jealous of the cat's relationship with his mother. He wants his mother's love all to himself. And the mother loves the cats because they're like these, I don't know what, whatever those fancy white cats are, a Persian or something like that. And, um, you know, the mom loves her cats and the little boy loves his mother. So he's finally getting a little older now he's like it looks like he's about 10 and he kills another cat and the next day is like christmas and he wakes up and his christmas present is his mother has wrapped up the cat and put it under the christmas tree in a little coffin and he has to go take this cat and they have uh, like a huge hedge maze like the shining in their backyard they have this like huge mansion castle looking house and he has to go bury this cat on Christmas for his mother. And so they make this huge trek out to the middle of this maze. And when they get there, you see that there's actually a graveyard in the middle of the maze full of all these cats that he has killed. 
<laughs> and he has to tell his. So mom, you're telling me this is like a omen meets The Shining meets yes, Pet Cemetery Psycho. Yes, <laughs> all of these things. And uh, he has to say this. He has this little thing he has to recite because he's done this how many times? And um, he, the mother says, "Tell Sheba you're sorry," and he says, "I'm sorry." And then the mom says, "You will be." And we cut away. And he has finally, he's come back now and he's like 20 something and he's brought his wife and his, and their little baby. And I'm going to just go ahead and like spoil this a little, not to where you wouldn't still want to watch it, but there's no other way to describe it. So he shows up and of course the mom, you know, there's still this weird, very inappropriate tension between the mom and him. And like I said, he's now in his 20s. He's got his wife and baby. Well, immediately the wife is like, or the the mother is like, well, I'm not having this. You know, no one else should love my son but me. And so the cat kills the baby to kind of get back. Oh Mother's gosh. the baby. Yeah, it crawls in and, and then trips the wife trying to kill her. And so she falls all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. Well, of course, she now has to take to her bed. So the mother's like, well, good time to ruin this marriage. So she goes to the local strip club. And um, you got to you got a picture Lana Turner, Tina Turner, Lana Turner doing all this. OK. And she goes to a strip club to get a nurse to look after the wife. Well, of course, the nurse immediately starts. Um, she okay. all this money. Okay, for, why would you go to a strip club to get a nurse? Because she wants her to be seductive to so that this her son will leave his wife. Because but like, but like nurses hang out at strip clubs. I, she's not really a nurse. I don't think she just wanted somebody. Have you seen the Motley Crue videos? They're dressed up like nurses. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. Anywho, so, of course, um, she seduces the husband and. Um, she ends up killing the wife, and so now it's just the mother and the sexy nurse and the son in the house. And well, now the the mother doesn't want the sexy nurse around because that's too much competition for her son. So, yeah, he now finally with the killing of his wife by the cat and the nurse. Now the boy or the well, whatever his name is, David. Um, his mind snaps. And so now he has decided he's going to just finish everybody off. And so the, re the rest of the movie is David taking revenge on the naughty nurse and his mother. And the mother ends up getting buried in the middle of the, well, first actually uh, the mother is forced to go bury the naughty nurse in the graveyard, just like he used to have to do with the cats. And then he finishes his mother off in the end and she ends up in the graveyard too. Thus the name of the movie, the graveyard. This thing is freaking awesome. <laughs> and sometimes it is, dead is better. Yeah, it is oh. so, <laughs> it's so out there, but I just loved every campy minute of this thing. It is just so good. And it's just so funny to see, you know, Lana Turner in a, a role like this but she definitely gives it her all and you know she's looks like she's 60 something about in this movie so yeah it's it's very very good uh, that yeah. sounds absolutely crazy so yeah it, it was but between this and jaws of satan i'm not <laughs> sure which one i'm gonna watch first I told you, man, I did some deep dive digging. I didn't want to just bring the normal horror fodder this time. 
Well, it goes on the list with Killer Sofa. That's right. <laughs> All right, Keith, you got any more? Yeah, I got a, a and I just started watching it. Uh, Lock and Key on Netflix. Uh, of course, Joe Hill. Yeah. Uh, being uh, the main writer of that, and uh, we got Georgie from it being one of the the main character in it. What do you think so far? I, I like it. It's good. It's it's definitely uh makes you want to get to the next episode, see what's yeah. going on there. It's a bi- it's a bingey. I yes. binged that bad boy all at one time. <laughs> yeah, I think they're already saying that it's been renewed for season two. I think so. Right. It should be. Yeah. Well, Did yeah. the last episode end well, Tammy? Yes, the episode ends like there will be a season two. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that it? Uh, no, I guess I'll just uh, throw out the other ones that are kind of... Uh, I know Tammy was real big on Servant. I did uh, binge that one. Loved and, it. Yeah. Loved it. I, I know yeah, you I, didn't like it. Uh, it ended... Like okay, <laughs> what the, what, there's, what are there's they going to be a season two? Definitely, and you're thinking what the hell? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was good. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, what else do we have? We have uh, Zombie Land Double Tap. I watched that one, which is you know not real horror, but horror related. And uh, honorable mention of Knives Out, just because I said uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in that one. As of not to, sorry, as of February fifteenth, it has not been picked up for a season two. Oh, really? For for servant? No, I'm sorry for lock and key. Oh, okay. okay. It will. It, it will. will. Yeah, I don't think that means anything. Yeah. Yep. They're probably just negotiating. Yep. Yeah, All right. My list. All right. Very very good. All right. I'm gonna uh, deep dive here with some with some newer stuff that. Uh, is not as well known as the, um, the graveyard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not as well known as the stuff I've been talking about. Um, uh, let's see. There is a, uh, a film that just came out today on, uh, iTunes, other VOD. It's called true fiction. Now watched it. Did you? Yes. I forgot to put it on my list. Yeah. I loved it. I thought I loved it too. It's different. Yeah, it was different. I thought it was well acted, well shot. Uh, it, it it had Stephen King vibes. Mm-hmm, very much, me, yeah. For me, um, and again, this is a low budget movie. Uh, this is not like a a major studio movie. It's an indie movie, and um, yeah, it it gets bloody at the end. And mm-hmm. uh, it basically, what what you got here is you got a a wannabe writer and lonely librarian Avery. She gets her big break when she is hand-selected to assist her hero, reclusive author Caleb Conrad. She gets uh, whisked away to his mansion, and basically she's going to help him do, like, I guess you would say a study or an experiment in fear so that he can write his latest book. And let's just say... You know, they're at the end, like they're doing these experiments and stuff. And like, she's like, I'm done. And and he's got her locked in the house. And is this really even who he says he is? Mm -hmm. And then there's like a, almost like a, a creepy, like slasher type villain in it with like a leather mask that comes after her. And 
you know, it, it goes a little uh, over the top there at the end, but I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I uh, there's too. a lot of, there's a lot of really crappy indie stuff that I watch. So when I find a, a, a hidden gem, I, I like to talk about it. So it's called true fiction. Um, dreamland. Uh, this is not necessarily a horror movie. This is more of a, God, what would you even call this? It, it, it's directed by Bruce McDonald, who did Pontypool. Do you, you may remember that? I remember it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it, it was a good movie. It's like, um, uh, it was kind of polarizing. It either loved it or he hated it. But this is, uh, I'll just read the, the synopsis. On the night of the strangest wedding in cinema history, a grotesque gang boss hires a stone cold killer to bring him the finger of a fading drug addicted jazz legend. Um, this movie is kind of like a, a fever dream, like in a, in a set in a world that like doesn't exist because there are, you know, mob bosses and hitmen and vampires and child molesters and there's there's a whole gang of kids that are hitmen literally they're like nine-year-old kids in black suits and fedoras smoking cigarettes on their cell phones getting ready to pull out the gun to to it was so weird and and uh this mob boss gets uh, by, by the way, it stars Juliette Lewis is in it. Um, oh, I like her. Um, uh, Henry Rollins is the mob boss. Um, I think it's Stephen Hat, Hat. Same guy that was in Come to Daddy, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But um, Stephen Hatting, or Hattie, I forget what his name is. He's in it as the, uh, the hitman. And basically what you've got is this hitman realizes that this girl this little girl is being forced to marry this vampire it's like this world where like child slavery you know by the way that does exist in our world but this is like a world where it's kind of just kind of out in the open it's really really weird uh it was a good movie though and i think that uh, some fans of of horror might uh enjoy it so i just wanted to mention it's called dreamland um, come to daddy. This is the new one. Uh, Elijah Wood is in it. Uh, he basically, um, is a kid is a guy whose whose dad left him and his mom when he was like five years old and he's in his probably early thirties and he gets a call from his dad. Dad wants to kind of make things right and get to know each other. So he goes to visit his dad in this uh, like oceanfront home that he has. And let's just say it just goes balls to the wall, balls to the wall. Like you don't even know what the heck's happening. Like his dad, it's, it's not what he thinks he's walking into. It's almost like a trap. And um, it's, again, don't know if I could call it straight up horror, but it is so worth a watch and it, and it gets a little gory and a little, uh, uh, creepy there at the uh the end so yeah i watched the trailer it looks like it's pretty crazy i mean it's just a trailer but it looked at least horror adjacent 
Yeah. Oh, it's definitely horror adjacent. I mean, there's, there's horrific stuff. And, and, uh, I would say, I would say it's more of a tone of, um, I don't even know what you would say. Like, uh, I, I don't want to say thriller, but I guess a dark thriller, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, there's nothing supernatural happening. It's just like bad things happening to, to these people. So, um, and I got one more, I want to talk about real quick. Um, shoot, man, I got so much stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, after midnight is, is a film, um, same people that did the battery back a few years ago. It's a relationship drama, um, set around a horror movie. Uh, this couple, um, living together, the woman leaves, for some reason, she kind of wants to go out and explore and do her own thing. And very night she leaves, this guy gets visited by a monster after midnight, every night. And nobody believes him. And and at the end, it all kind of hits the fan. That, I mean, it was a good movie, but 95% of horror fans are going to be like, that's a relationship drama with, like, a monster thrown in for five minutes. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it was. That's what it was. And then, uh, I, I want to give, I got one more good thing. And then my pile of crap. So I'm going to let, um, Keith, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I was, uh, locking key was, uh, okay. pretty much finish it up. Tammy. I've got five left. Knock, knock it out. I am taking it back all the way to 1969 this time for, Something that should be considered in order to get your horror card, you should have to watch this. And that is The House That Screamed. Anybody seen it? I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay. Get on it. Get now, on there's it. A, a couple, <laughs> there's a couple of movies with really similar titles. This one, um, you're looking for the one in 1969. It's a Spanish movie with very bad dubbing that looks like a horror film. And that's the right one. And it's got my favorite setting. It, it's this evil headmistress in charge of an all-girls school. She, oh, she runs a school for wayward girls in uh, 19th century France. My, my favorite type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm a wayward girl. All right. And her students start disappearing under mysterious circumstances. And this movie has a very hammer feeling. It's a bodice ripper. It feels like if Hammer had ever made an actual slasher, and that's what this movie would be. And so this woman runs the school, and she has very inappropriate relationships with the girls at the school. She kind of rolls them with sex. She punishes them with sex. She also has a son that she keeps locked away in the basement, because, as you do. And the Let girls... me guess, she likes cats. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a graveyard in the lab backyard. A maze. <laughs> to the so the girls start just... <laughs> if you're done making fun of me, I okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. The girls start disappearing, and uh, la la la. I don't want to say who did it or whatever, but at the end of the movie, she gets what's coming to her. Okay. Cool. And it reminds me, uh, it's a, it's actually a really beautiful movie. It, like, you would, it could pass for a Hammer movie very easily. It's just a very sordid tale. 
Um, all right, my next one back to 2018, and this is an IFC Midnight film, which I always have really good luck with those, and it's called The Midnighters. Anybody seen it? Yep. You is keep. This, is this the one with Alex <laughs> Esso in it? Yes, yes, it is. Yep. Okay, it? this thing is freaking good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't. I don't think it was in my top uh, ten or twenty of the year, but it was. It was definitely a, a good movie. Yeah, and it's it's probably horror adjacent, not necessarily horror. And it, as Mark said, it does star Alex Esso, who I like so, very much. Just the one where they like hit somebody with their car. Yep. So yeah. this couple yeah. accidentally hits a man with their car, and they put him in the back seat and take him home because they've been drinking. So you know what could go wrong. Well, then her sister. Um, so it's just Alex Esso and her husband, and her younger sister shows up who seems to bring trouble with her wherever she goes and she tries to sneak in through the garage and there's the body well the guy wasn't dead and so she freaks out and she ends up killing him and it's just kind of a it's definitely a story about their relationships and um it's got a home invasion kind of a storyline it's got a couple different storylines going there's some money that they're trying to get so this this um the younger sister was in a relationship with like a gangster i think and she knows where the money is hidden so of course his henchman this guy that they hit with the car was really coming to find the sister and she knows where the money is hidden so these other gangsters start showing up and um the tables just keep getting turned every which way there's lots of different twists and turns and at the end, I'm not always one that loves a, a nice little wrap-up, but you really get a nice wrap-up at the end of this one, and the bad people all get what's coming to them, and I liked it. I liked that that happened. I know some people like, oh, we don't need a nice bow at the end, but that one got a nice bow, and I appreciated it. Yeah. Okay, the next one is 2017 horror sci-fi called Hostel. Anyone? This is not the, the Eli Roth one, is it? No. No. Not 2000. hostile. Hostile, I guess. Hostile. Oh, hostile. Are you talking about the, the zombie one? Where yeah, she's trapped in the car? Yeah, and it's got Javier, Bo Javier Botet. Yeah, that's a great, great, great movie. Okay, that, that uh, wow, was this so good. And I got to tell you what I thought. I'm watching, I'm watching. The creatures are so good. Okay, so this girl, it's like an end of the end times apocalyptic thing. And she's trying to get back to, she did like a supply run or something. And she's trying to get back to base camp. And uh, she wrecks her car because she's yeah. not, uh, one of her pictures goes flying out the window. She takes her eyes off and rolls her Jeep. So now, and this half of the movie, they kind of go back and forth between, um, you see the person she was in a relationship with, which is this picture that went flying out the window. So you Flash, kind of go flashbacks, flashbacks. Thank you. And then, and then flashback to the present time. So she's upside down in her car with a displaced fracture. We'll say with her bone sticking out of her leg. Mm -hmm. And so she can't really move. And at night, these creatures come and I'm staring at these creatures. Like I'm like, that, man, that's good CGI. <laughs> it's the best nope. CGI I've ever seen. Except it's not CGI. It's this Botet guy. Javier Botet. Oh, yep. my gosh. You, you, even if you don't watch the movie, watch a clip or something so you can see him as this creature. It's it's not even possible to look like that. I don't know. Mm. So, anyway, it's just her trying to survive. And um, the, whole, the two stories, the flashbacks and the present, get wrapped up 
at yeah. the end and you kind of see the relationship, um, her relationship with the monster and mm-hmm. what's really going on there is very, very yeah. good. That was uh, in my top 10 of 2017. Very good. Yeah. Um, I missed that one somehow, but I came, I was looking for something to watch and uh, the creature looked good and I'm glad I took a chance on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually 2018. I'm sorry. Cause it was, no, made, it, it was made in 17, but it came yeah. out 18. So, um, okay. So I have two more. Um, I'm going to go way back again, but it's worth it. I'm going back to 1944. This is a horror mystery called the uninvited. Mm. Yes. All right. Love it. Love it. And Love it. It's, it's got my main man, Ray Milan in there again, who I've mentioned before that I really, really like. So basically um, this brother and sister who, I mean, we're talking and they're got to be like in their thirties, maybe early forties. I don't know. They're just strolling through the English countryside and uh, come across a huge uh, seaside home and decide, well, let's buy that. And so they inquire as to if it's for sale and they're directed to this colonel or some, something like that. And they're like, he's like, yes, it's for mm-hmm. sale. But his granddaughter is like, no, I don't want anyone. Moving. She tries telling him, oh, it's not for sale. And then they get, they're actually able to talk with the grandfather and find out it is for sale. And she doesn't want them, anyone moving in there. And you find out it's because her mother died in that house. Well, they move in. And unlike a lot of movies, uh, ghost stories from that time there's actual ghosts in here i mean it's not somebody playing tricks or you know anything like that you get a really good ghost story a very touching ghost story sad ghost story as to who is actually um haunting this home and what connection they have to the girl and um the grandfather and everything and uh, you get a little bit of romance between um the granddaughter and ray milan and then just how they kind of like make peace with the ghosts at the end and it's not scary ghosts but it's a really good ghost story if you just like a haunted house ghost story um and it's a little on the long side it is two hours but i've seen this 10 times and i don't ever notice how long it is so i definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it and the last thing that i'll talk about and i'm glad you're on here keith because you're the jordan peele fan right uh, not like a super fan or anything, but yeah, I do like his stuff. Okay, well, you know, I was a, I've been a Jordan Peele hater, and he, uh. has, he, he has completely redeemed himself with me. And I'm referring to the Hunters, the new uh, little series that came out on Amazon. Have you guys watched any of it? Uh. Okay, so as you know, as I'm sure most people do know, um, the beginning of the Cold War. We gobbled up all the Nazis and brought them over under Operation Paperclip because we wanted the scientists and the doctors and because we couldn't let Russia get ahead of us. And they all got free rides. All of their sentences got commuted or they weren't persecuted at all. And they were all just invited to come over here and live these brand new lives with fake names. And our government paid for the whole thing. Well, there is a man who's a famous Nazi hunter called Simon Wiesenthal, who is a real person. And this is loosely based on him, except this takes place in like the DC universe or something. It's almost like watching this story, one that you wouldn't think would um, lend itself very well to a comic book format, but that's kind of what it's like. It's like the Avengers do Nazi hunting written by (laughs) Quentin Tarantino directed by Jordan. It's not written really by Quentin Tarantino, but it's, Mm-hmm. Totally got that feel. This 
as wonderful as it is, and it's a 10-part series, parts of this are gut-wrenchingly hard to watch. They don't, I mean, you spend half your time in the camps, in the concentration camps, seeing the backstories of all these uh, Nazi hunters now. This takes place in the 70s. Most amazing sets. I mean, they really make you think that whoever is a set designer or whatever for this did an outstanding job. It looks like they must have had to build every single set. It's just all done perfectly. You really think you're in 1977, and it's this ragtag group um, of Jewish. No, they're actually, they're not even all Jewish. These people that have been rounded up by Simon Wiesenthal, and they're going to go out and find all these, um, do vigilante justice on all of the horrible Nazis that are living free in our country. And what's really cool is it kind of like... <sighs> It takes events that really happened and kind of blames them on the Nazis. Like AIDS was started by the Nazis. Oh, and yes. The way that they, um, like, t like that's how they're trying to, um, like, come up, like, with a Fourth Reich. You know, um, Hitler was the Third Reich. So the Nazis that are all alive today are trying to carry on all of his beliefs and start up a Fourth Reich. And they want to kill everybody, and so they release this um it's supposedly they put it in corn syrup because that's the thing that's supposed to killing all of us now but anyway it's kind of like it's the aids virus but i don't know you'd have to just watch it to see but getting back <laughs> there is this thing is so hard to watch i cried several times watching this but just from like a horror standpoint you've never seen better more graphic kills than this but then from a human standpoint, you've never seen better, more graphic kills than this. And a lot of them, like, you, I think they did a really good job of showing what, not that I could even guess, but what probably a lot of what it was like to be in one of those concentration camps and just the brutality of it. And you spend a lot of time there. But it's also fun to watch these vigilantes go after these guys. And it's just sickening to see, you know, how they're just totally infiltrated into society now. And it, it is so, so good. And I binge that whole thing. And it's definitely just horror adjacent, but as far as like the horrors of life, I don't think it gets any more horrifying than this. And I have to strongly, strongly, strongly recommend this. It's so good. Yeah, if you're like a superhero fan, which I'm not even really, but or, but I'm anything World War II, Nazis, I'm there. Like, I love all that stuff. And uh, it's just full of that. And it's so good. And it's just fun to watch all these people getting taken out one by one. So if you're looking for a nice, uplifting show, then The Hunters on Amazon Prime is for you. Well, yeah, I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't had time yet. Because I've been watching HBO's The Outsider. Have you seen that at all? I only got halfway through the book and gave up. And you know I am a Stephen King diehard. But I've heard good things about the series. So I'll probably give it a try. It, it's, it's, it's creepy. But it's also, you know, it's, it's like a, um, it's almost like a, a, a police procedural. Mm-hmm. But... You're seeing like I'm I'm only I think um, in the fifth episode, so I don't even know exactly what's going on yet. Uh, I can I can 
tell a little bit what's going on, but I don't know where it's going to go, how it's going to play out. But the cast is great. Um, it's just uh, it's riveting TV to watch for me. Yeah, so, I've heard very good things. Yeah, but um, uh, let me just go through a couple other things here. I'm just going to list them off. I'm not even going to talk about. Well, uh, uh, here's some recommends. Sadistic Intentions is an indie movie. Uh, if you like metal, that kind of stuff, uh, watch Sadistic Intentions. There's a movie called um, A Perfect Host, uh, also known as Adonis Complex. Really, really low budget, really, really indie, but I liked it a lot. Um, I think that this is a, an up-and-coming director to watch. His name is Chad Werner. Um, it's got a really cheesy-looking cover art. Uh that says, you know, perfect host, but just give it a watch. Um, there's a movie called Eve about a girl who, um, does not get a, a part in a movie that she wanted. So she becomes obsessed with the girl who does get it. And it's very David Lynchian. Oh, Um, I'm watching that. Yes. It's just called Eve, E V E. Um, let me see what else eat brains, love, uh, this is based on like, I think it's uh, some YA books about, you know, zombies and, but there's a little bit of romance in it or whatever. This, this movie is hilarious. It's got some really over the top gore kills and stuff like that. It's not a, you know, a a great, great movie, but it was a fun watch. Uh, it's got some cheesy dialogue. It's, it's, it's almost like a zombie movie for teenagers. Uh, but it was fun to watch because of all the gore. Camp Coldbrook is uh, Chad Michael Murray and Daniel Harris's new one. It stunk. Don't watch it. Um, Patience of a Saint. And Patience is spelled like doctor and patient. Patience of a Saint. It's also known as Patient Zero. No, Inmate Zero. I'm sorry. Inmate Zero. This is uh, a, a woman that's on death row, and she is on a, a, a prison island, kind of like Alcatraz, but it's called St. Leonard's Island in the North Atlantic, and like a zombie infection breaks out, and they're trapped on in the prison. Um, again, not a phenomenal movie, but Russell Owen is the guy who directed this, it's incredible what some directors can do with such small budgets. This is another guy to look for in the future because this movie looks like a million bucks, even though it probably costs 50,000 bucks to make. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, and here's my pile of crap. Lore, dead earth, get gone as Lynn Shay continues her turd streak <laughs> of five or six movies now that just are horrible. Um, uh, Agrimon's gate, uh, the nothing, the dust Walker, uh, healthy H E L L T H Y. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> clown fear. Uh, Oh my gosh. What a turd that was. Yeah, so I've been watching a ton, a ton of stuff, but uh, I, I think we have given out so many, uh, you know, 
movies recommendations tonight and and avoids too but um i think that'll keep everybody busy for a while <clears throat> don't you think uh yeah if you can't find something to watch after this episode then i can't exactly. help you exactly. can waiting help for you. you do what i said tubi's waiting for you tubi. that's right <laughs> I am. I'm going to make a Tubi commercial. Maybe they'll give me like <laughs> lots of money. When you're sitting around and you need something to watch, Tubi. <laughs> that was so stupid. All right. Well, that I think that's going to do it. I don't even want to do no outros. Everybody knows where to find us. Yes. Um, Yes. And nobody contacts me, so I'm not even yeah. going Well, say people it. contact me all the time. And they, you know what they say? Uh-huh. Dang that Keith. Don't ever have him back on. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Keith. Uh, You're welcome. It was good to have you. And that's going to do it for episode 75 of the Horror Cast, where we're all killer, no filler. Stay scared. <laughs>